Well, thanks again for joining us for another episode of our podcast that we've been running for a while now on uh, how to be a, a disciple of Christ in a common space. And when we refer to that, we're talking about this idea of uh, making uh, what we do and what we say uh, very practical in what we are. And sometimes we get that mixed up. Sometimes it's easy for us to do things um, just because we know we're supposed to do them, but it's not coming from a place of being. And yet what uh, Jesus really emphasized is, is the being. And yet we can sometimes get locked into so much of the being that we end up not really doing anything. And so then there has to be a kind of a, an evidence or a fruit of the being that comes into, uh, into uh, what we do. And so we're trying to have those conversations. We're trying to have those dialogues. I think it's healthy to continue, continually examine yourself, continually think about these things, ponder these things, question these things. And so uh, if this is the first time or you're new to our podcast, again, uh, my name is Pastor Dan Hurst. I'm the pastor at Refuge Church in Manor, PA. And uh, with always, I got these two guys that help uh, in the dialogue. I'm Ryan. And I'm Mike. And uh, these guys have been uh, joining us and we've been talking and uh, we don't have all the answers to everything. We don't give you every uh, thing wrapped up in a nice bow at the end of this episode, but hopefully we give you these, some dialogue, some things to think about, some stuff to ponder, how your journey with Christ can look in whatever avenue, whatever world uh, you may be in right now, whether you're listening to this in the car or you're working or maybe you're exercising or just at home or, or whatever you may be doing, and really how to move beyond just uh, church time or just the quote-unquote uh, times we have with God to actually make this look real. Some of the stuff that we like to do here is we like to just share some of the things in the scriptures that help us in our journey uh, to be able to take that and then make it really uh, practical in what we do. And so it's not just the topics, not just the things we discuss, but every now and then we talked about some Old Testament things. We talked about some things that Jesus has said. Uh, we'll uh, sometimes dialogue on specific passages. Uh, but this uh, next few weeks, we want to take some time and look at some of the parables that Jesus shared that have maybe some big impact on our lives. And uh, when we talk about parables, we're talking about the stories that Jesus used in a way to connect uh, something that was relevant in the time that he was sharing it to, to a, a greater, grander truth about himself, about God, or, or sometimes the kingdom of God. Uh, oftentimes when we hear uh, parables, uh, we try to overdo um, them in a sense that we try to pick out every little piece or every little part. Uh, sometimes uh, you know that if you've ever been, uh, I, I use this example a lot, ever been like kayaking or canoeing, sometimes you can over paddle and you end up steering in the wrong direction. Uh, so uh, I think sometimes we've got to be careful when we hear parables that we don't do that. But at the other time, we've got to recognize there is a real significant thing that Jesus is doing. And, and the also cool thing about it is Jesus uses these parables as a way to connect truth. And I think that's a great lesson for us as well, too, even as we look around um, our culture, we look around uh, movies and music and uh, in the arts and all these different things. Not that there's going to be new parables, because I don't think we're introducing anything new into God's Word, but uh, there is that practice of 
looking and observing and then taking that what is common and then connecting something greater to it, something about who God is. And so uh, parables are a great place to, to really engage the mind, really place to bring something home so that it can have meaning and significance with. It's a great place to share with your kids if you have family devotions or if you're talking to someone that's not even uh, sure uh, or know much about the Bible, the, the parables are, are a great place to so uh, for me, uh, I'm going to be the first one here out of the gates to share a little bit uh, what parable uh, has had impact on me. Uh, a lot of them have, as, as I'm a person, I love stories. I love uh, that kind of idea. But uh, the one that really has impacted me is in Matthew chapter 13. And it's very, very short, but it's in the collection of a bunch of other parables. And these parables are sharing about the kingdom of heaven. And this one little, little parable called the parable of the hidden treasure uh, was really just uh, kind of something that changed my view significantly a few years ago. Uh, and I don't quite remember uh, the person or the author that I was reading uh, that helped me to see that. So uh, somewhere, someone out there did that. But that's the beauty of, of all this is we're not trying to take credit for everything. We're just uh, all joining in on this. But it's the idea uh, in Matthew chapter 13, verse 44, it says, the kingdom of heaven is like the treasure hidden in a field which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has, and he buys that field. Now, again, that seems pretty simple. Please, seems pretty straightforward that when we recognize that the kingdom of heaven is worth it uh, and we've found that treasure of the kingdom of heaven, we would be willing to go and sell everything we have because of how great that treasure is. And for the most of my existence, uh, I've been in church most of my life, um, I have come to believe that that parable was simply as that, as straightforward as that. Yet the reality, I think, is not quite that simple. I think one of the things that Jesus is trying to share here, because this is in the context of all these other parables about the kingdom of heaven, and that's important when we read and understand parables is to understand the context of it. Like if you read the, the parable of the lost son, you have to realize that it's in the context of the lost coin and the lost sheep. And you have to also realize the audience that he's speaking to in those parables is towards both those who are deemed sinners and those who are the Pharisees. So, so the audience is important. The context is important. And when we look at this passage here in Matthew chapter 13, we have to realize the passage in the context is talking about the kingdom of heaven, and it's not asking or talking about the man as in we are the man, humanity is the man, and we have to go and sell everything to buy it, but he's referring to Jesus as the man, and he found a treasure, and he was willing to go and give everything he had up for it, for his joy, because of how great the treasure was. Now, then you got to stop and say, whoa, wow, what is that treasure? What did Jesus discover or find or what did Jesus, you know, value so much that he would be willing to give up everything for his joy to go and to get it? And we recognize that it's, it's us, it's humanity. Now, again, as you think about that parable, everything changes when you realize that we aren't the ones that have to go and do all this and and, and we have to go and prove how much we love God by giving up everything we have. But we realize how much Jesus has loved us to give up everything he had 
to be able to, to, to get us back, to win us back. And so I just kind of pause there for a second. I want to share with you guys, you know, just, I, I don't know if you want to share kind of maybe if, if you ever heard it that way or, or what does that mean to you or, or just kind of your reactions just as you hear that, Ryan. Yeah, I actually remember, you know, hearing you preach of probably, I guess, a couple years ago um, at this point and hearing you talk about this. And it was the first time I had ever, you know, I had, I had never heard, you know, anyone talk about, yeah. you know, the, the kingdom of heaven in that in that way and the treasure. And it, it really made me stop and think about that's pretty cool, you know, to think about um, really like we can't buy our salvation, you right, know, right? Um, and it's not about proving that we're that we're good enough for it, but you know, just in that light, you know, I I think that's so powerful to see. Like, we couldn't have, we didn't have enough money, we didn't have enough whatever yeah. it was to 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 buy the treasure. Um, you know, I think it just speaks to the beauty of the unmerited favor. Yeah of, of Jesus, you know, and, and I think just speaking personally, you know, in my life, probably in the more traditional way I had understood the parable before, you know, I think for me, what was such a huge shift in my honestly walk with God, maybe it was the beginning of my walk with God was seeing the treasure as a joy, like not just a duty, not just an obligation, seeing Jesus himself as a treasure. You know, for me personally, that was like the night and day of, hold on a second. You're telling me that it's a relationship, which I've been told, you know, hundreds of times my whole life, but then to actually like experience that and, and to have almost like in a tangible sense, like that treasure is mine. Like Jesus is mine right? Because he purchased me, you know, it kind of comes full circle, you know, and that, and that's kind of, I feel like the marrying of both of those interpretations of we can see Jesus as a treasure because he purchased us, you know, he treasured us, you know, so I don't know, it's just a beautiful, uh, just little picture of, of the joy that we can have. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's very subtle, but it's very mm-hmm. significant when we we recognize what you're saying, that first Jesus treasured us. Yeah. yeah. That we now can treasure him. Mm-hmm. And because of that, um, what makes us very practical in a lot of senses is when you look in the mirror, mm. you can say to yourself, Jesus loves me. Yeah, yeah. It's easy sometimes to look at someone else and tell them, oh, Jesus loves you, Jesus mm. loves you, Jesus loves you. But to look in the mirror when you know all the the ugly, all the warts, mm. all the bad stuff, all the stuff you know that you don't deserve it and you shouldn't. And sometimes we think of that when we talk to God. We think, God, you know everything about me. I know mm. you don't really love me. or you. I know you tolerate me because you have to. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think you really love me. And yet a passage like this tells us again that he looks at us and he treasures us. Mm. He treasured you enough that he would give up and he would sell everything he had for the joy mm. before him. Uh, man, that's powerful. That's really powerful. And then our response to that yeah. is to say, what a treasure I have because he first treasured me. That's really yeah. cool. <laughs> Mike, what are some thoughts when you think of this? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, as you were talking initially, I was 
gearing up for you to go in the traditional sense and had my thoughts all organized with where I was going to go when you asked me what my thoughts were. And then you, uh, you kind of turned everything on its head. So I'm processing real time. Um, that's the first time that, that I've heard it like that. Um, and I think it's powerful and I think it's interesting. And I, I think one of the most compelling pieces of it for me is I think sometimes, if not often, um, particularly in our church contexts, right? Um, we will make it about, uh, the kingdom of heaven or going to heaven, or we'll make it, um, very me centric, not in the way that you just did. I feel like the way you just did is appropriate, um, with Christ and and God's love for humanity, but how it's all about me. And we kind of end up with this consumeristic Jesus. Mm Um, and yet when you look at it, uh, in the lens that, that you're talking about where it's about Christ and what he gave up for humanity, but I would even push maybe so far as to say, even just his creation, to, um, which obviously includes humanity. Um, it all harkens back to the beginning. Yeah. God created and he said it was good. And when it was done, he said, it's very good. And that seems really basic and almost like Neanderthal, like, right? Like, Oh, good. But like God created and he said it was good and he had a purpose and an intention for his creation And that creation has fallen away. And instead of God just leaving us to go to hell, Mm. um, he had a plan Mm. from the start and loved his creation, treasured his creation enough to know its worth and its value when everyone else said, no, it's not worth nothing. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we all look at that, I think selfishly and in our own sin and everything, but we think if we honestly put ourselves in God's shoes, I I mean, just start over. If you can create a whole world, go create a whole world. And like, like, and there's things we don't know. Right. But, um, it's just interesting because it's, it, 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 for me, it just pulls me back to the heart of God and his desire for his purpose and his plan that he has had from the start and now pulling his creation back in line in alignment with who he is and who he has created his creation to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like too, you know, what, what is, you know, the word right at the beginning, right? In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the right. word was God, but the word, even the actual text, the words, they're, they're alive, you yeah. know? And, and to me, I just, kept thinking like when Jesus shared this parable, you know, and if you look down a few verses, you know, he shares a couple and then he asks, have you understood all these things to his disciples? And they say, yes, but they so often didn't understand, right? you know, and it's just crazy because they couldn't have had the understanding that we now can have of Christ, not only himself as treasure, yeah. but that he treasured us, yeah. you know, cause they didn't know what was really coming, yeah. you know, Jesus shared, but they didn't really know the full picture. So I think really now being able to step back and look at, yeah, yeah. We love him because he first loved us. Right. And that yeah. is, that's the completion of, yeah. of the gospel message is to be able to see that and then respond to it. Yeah. Well, that's part of the beauty I think of, the good news of Jesus. I, I heard someone say, and I, I love the way that this is said, but the, the good news is Jesus is Lord. And that's good news because of the kind of Lord that he is. Mm-hmm. And 
right? If he is God, that means that they share these characteristics and no one in their right mind would expect like, like if we sit here and we describe who God is yeah. and we say, Oh, he, he's all knowing and he can do whatever he wants to and created everything. Right. Those are awesome attributes. But what does that mean for the way that we live our lives? Right. If that being is all of those things, well then that would change my relationship to it because I know that I'm not all those things. I'm not delusional and waking up and saying I created everything cause I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing that Jesus was there, knowing that he did those things and yet he comes and even then his disciples on the night that he's betrayed are asking who's going to be the greatest. They think mm-hmm. it's their victory day is coming yeah. and it is. But to think that that King of Kings, that Lord over everything would die such a shameful death. No, no one, no one anticipated that. It's just, it's astounding when you put it in those terms. And as you're talking about how like, yes, they, they understood aspects, but they didn't, they, even then they didn't grasp that piece of it. And even now I think that's hard for us to grasp. And, and you think about this and you look and say, okay, so, so what does this mean? How does this really impact my life? Mm -hmm. How does this change, uh, who I am or, or whatever. And so we've identified some of that. And I think this is the key, uh, ultimately as, as we look at scripture, um, and these parables and you see one is the recognizing that, okay, it's, it's Jesus that gave it all, gave it all. You and I are not giving it all. Right. Uh, we are to, to take up our cross and follow him in that manner, but we are not, uh, there's not a level. There's not a percentage. There's not a, right. uh, if you hit this goal, you've accomplished this and you've proven that. Uh, it's Jesus. The second thing is that uh, the, what type of God have you bet your life on? And as you said, the type of God that we're finding here is the God that loves us unconditionally beyond anything we can imagine yeah. or think and in a way that goes beyond even our comprehension and what we deserve and unmerited uh, is a God that treasures us. It's, it's, it's astounding because even we can't treasure our own selves like this, that he treasures us. And so then number three is to say, so, so what do we do with that? What do, what do we, what do we, well, I, I think it, it, we, we now hold everything else in, in light of that. So, so that becomes our, our standard. So now we look and say, okay, uh, if this is where I'm valued by a God who has given everything up for me and values and treasures me, where, w- w- what is everything else? Well, everything else becomes, you know, secondary or whatever mm-hmm. word, not in comparison of that. Uh, I'm not going to find my value like that in what I do. I'm not going to find my value in that in other relationships. I'm not going to find my value in that in my appearance or in my popularity or in my, uh, my value comes from Christ. Now that's not to say those other things aren't going to have uh, its place. It, it will, you will find purpose in what you do. You will find uh, hopefully intimacy or love or connection in relationships. You will uh, have these different things because we are communal people. We are given for reasons to work, but they, they, they fall into its proper place because our greatest value, our greatest worth, our greatest identity comes from a good God who gave up it all because he treasures us. Yep. And that I, I, I hope is freeing for many people. I hope it's freeing for you. I hope it's freeing for, for people that hear that to say, Oh, I can let go of some other things. I don't have to try so hard. 
I don't have to, to work at it. I don't have to uh, sacrifice good things to try to prove something, or I don't have to, uh, you know, go by the other standards or, or other definitions of by this world that I, I have it in Christ. And, you know, the, the kingdom of heaven, we refer to a lot uh, in the future tense. Okay, uh, you know, we think of heaven or we think of God's kingdom and all those things. But to think about it even now, think of like right now at this day as you're listening to this podcast, as we're talking here and dialoguing, that, that, that you have this, this value and worth. And so then I, I can just step freely into any other avenue, any other world, any other situation and give because I have so much that's already been given to me. And I can... I can serve Christ. I can treasure Christ. I can worship Christ. I can, I can, uh, even if it calls to it, I can, I can die for Christ. Not because that will get me to heaven. Not because that will prove to my neighbor how good of a Christian I am or the people at my church. But because of what I've already been given, the treasure that that has been given to me in Christ, because He first treasured me. Um, you know, I I think of the story that. God uses in the Old Testament um, uh, of Hosea and, um, you know, that story where he's told to go and buy back his wife that's gone into prostitution. And, you know, I I, I think of that story often because I I know I'm the wife that's gone back into prostitution. Um, I know the shame that must have been there, the many times that I have... Uh, said one thing and did the other. Many times I said, I'll never do that again, and I did it again. The many times when I know I should do something and I, and I fall short, it, it is way too many numbers uh, to even to add up. And yet God comes back and he says, no, you're mine and I'm buying you back. That's how much he loves us. Yeah. So much he cares for us. So much he cares for humanity. Uh, and, um, you know, we, we oftentimes hear these things, but it, it just, for some reason, it just stops. It doesn't fully take over. It doesn't fully get to the bones of who we are, as we say sometimes, you know, Jesus in our heart, or grandpa in our bones. It doesn't, it doesn't seek down into the very marrow and DNA of who we are that, that we are treasured by God. And so, you know, I, I just want us to do that. I want you to do that wherever you're listening to this at. I, I want that to, to seep into the very DNA of who you are, that you are treasured by God. And that doesn't make God your footstool. That doesn't make God your maidservant to do what you want. It is to reveal to you the type of God that is Lord. And you can bet your life on him, and you can trust him, and you can find your value in him. You can find your worth in him. You can find your identity in him. And then from there, man, you, you, get to, you get to go and live, and you get to live freely. You get to live with joy. You get to live with, with all that's coming to you. You get to live uh, like no one else on this earth can because you are made for so much more. And, and what, a, what a great, what a great promise we have from God. And so uh, I, I just hope that this is part of that process. I hope as you hear my hearts and our hearts and you hear what Scripture can do and how it can it can really be that life bread, that life water that we need, uh, and it can have a huge impact on your life. Uh, I hope uh, that maybe you can share some of your favorite parables with maybe uh, those closest to you. You can maybe reach out to us always at, at info at churchrefuge.com. 
we'd love to be able to answer questions or love to be able to uh, email you or just pray for you or or anything we can do. Uh, Because our goal here is to uh, make this journey with Christ be something that is common, something that is normal in your everyday life as as we're working it out through and as we're in that same as well too. So thanks again for listening to us and uh, we'll pray that God has a great day for you.